over these evening services, we've been looking at some of the different attributes of God and I'm sure you've grasped by now that uh, in speaking of any one, there is uh, uh, the, the others come to play their part. And when we open up the truth of God, we can see how it impacts uh, on every aspect of his character and his being. We have noted a number of things. We noted that he was a God who knows all things, that he is a God who never changes. We noted earlier that he was a God of justice. And this evening we want to speak about God omnipotent. Uh, and that is simply to say that he is powerful in all his ways. And there are many different texts that we might pull out to speak about this. Uh, we have already been singing about God bringing his people out of Israel. We have read in Hebrews referring to Jesus of the way in which he was there at creation. He, the, the word, and by the word, the world was made. What mighty, wonderful power. Sometimes in the world we see people uh, with some power doing powerful physical exploits. That might be in the training pitch, or maybe if you've ever watched the world's strongest man, you can be amazed at the strength of men pulling large lorries or lifting huge weighty stones one after the other, and you think, very powerful. But the thing about all of those men is they grow tired. Their power runs out. Others might be powerful in other ways, powerful minds, powerful of speech, able to to grasp the attention of people, to draw them in and put them at ease, and that they have them listening. They send out powerful messages, and we think, what powerful oratory, or the power of mind and thought and knowledge of all kinds of things. Powerful. And yet all of those things in different areas. In this world is powerful in this sense in all of these different areas. And all will grow tired and weary need rest. It comes to them with strain and with effort. But God is different. God is the all-powerful God. He is God omnipotent. He is the God who, whenever He acts, it takes nothing out of Him. There's no strain or effort in the works that He does. And so, in general terms, He might speak a little about His power. The text I have up, uh, Psalm 33, verse 6, simply says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. And can you imagine or even begin to understand the power? We look at the hills and the valleys, the continents, the seas, the, the, the revolving of the universe and the planets by the word of his mouth. He spoke And it was done. What a mighty, powerful God. Job speaks of the mysteries of God. Can you prove the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens above. Uh, What can you do? They are deeper than the depths below. 
their measure is longer and earth and wider than the sea. God powerful in many ways. And again and again in Scripture we come across this mighty power of God. Strong in many different ways. And this evening I want to just uh, say a little about some of the areas where God is powerful and then we're going to make some applications uh, to try and help us. First of all, God has complete power over all the earth. He has complete power over now, all the earth. Now that, of course, should go without saying. He created the world. The world is his. But we need to understand that he also sustains the world. By the word of his mouth that came into existence and it is sustained by God. At any moment, he could in his power change the world if it was to his purpose and will. He spoke and it came into being and he can speak and change the laws of nature if he wanted. That's why Jesus was able to do some wonderful miracles. The fig tree. Or we think of the healing that he did. He is able to do whatever needed to be done. We think of some of those marvelous changes that happened in the Old Testament to the very way in which the world works. And people today are amazed. How could the sun go back up? How could it stand still to allow the... Well, God in power is able to do it. So he's powerful over all the earth. But he has also complete power over the spiritual realm. And it is important for you and me to recognize that this is so. God created the light and the the earth. He created the powers that be in the earth. He created the angels. He did create the angel who became the fallen angel. And they are all under God. And we know that he has power over them. Again, when we look to Jesus Christ, we see his power being the Son of God over the spiritual activities of the day. How many times do we read of Jesus being confronted by a demon-possessed man or men? There are a number of references in Matthew or in the Gospels. And these came, Jesus came to them. And what was happened? Did the demon overcome him? No. Jesus spoke the word. And the demons were cast out. We think of the man who was possessed of the demons and no one could, could bind him. And Jesus was able to speak the word and the demon was cast out. We think of the legion calling upon Jesus. Don't send us in away into the pit, but rather let us go into the swine, into the pigs. And Jesus did so because he had power of the spiritual realm. And he still is the all-powerful God in that way. Not only that, but God has complete power over all the affairs of men. We should not need reminded of that, but it is important for us 
to know that this is true and to look back at Scripture and see that he is the Mighty One. God was known to patriarchs as God Almighty. Whatever was done, he could do it. Whatever was needed, he was the God who was able. We see him in the Old Testament as we read of the nations and the affairs of men. We could take, for example, uh, the life of Joseph. God in power overruled every detail of Joseph's life, bringing him into Egypt. And as Joseph himself was able to say, God intended it all for good, for the salvation of the family. The family who then in Egypt became the very beginning of the people of God. Or we take how God uses the nations later in Israel's uh, ways, uh, bringing them against Israel because of her disobedience. They were used as disciplining rods. All the affairs of men are under the mighty power of God. And so again and again we are confronted by that and that has a relevance to us today. We might think that that we are impotent and we can do nothing. We have no power. But God is still in control over the affairs of men. And we ought to take encouragement from that. That even though we see terrible things planned and happening, our God is still reigning. He is the Most High and He rules. In fact, that's the very truth that we would long those who rule us to come and recognize that they are in their positions of authority only under the power of the living God and of Jesus Christ who is Lord, uh, Lord of Lords. And they need to awaken to that reality because one day they will answer to him. So God has complete power over men's affairs. God also has complete power over the devil. And again, we maybe know this, but it is important that we state the truth of this. Of course, as I said, the devil was an angelic power created by God, given power by God, but who rebelled against God and was cast out from his presence. But we need to be reminded that Satan, the devil, is not omnipotent. He has only power within the realm of which God overrules in, and, uh, in his ways. And we can see this most plainly in Job when we have Job before or the devil comes before God and says, what about your servant Job? Surely he would curse you if things didn't go as smoothly for him. And God was allowed Satan to a certain degree what he was allowed to do. But God had power over him. He couldn't go beyond 
the boundaries that God had set. Job's own life was saved. Satan would have loved to have had him and taken him, but God had put a fence around his actual life. And later in the book, because of Job, of course, faithfulness, he was able to be restored. God, God's power was in all his affairs and over the devil who was there. Indeed, we see how Satan is far less potent than God. John writes in 1 John 4, 4, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. There's tremendous comfort to be had from that. We come back to it, but he who is in you, that is Jesus, by the power of the Spirit, and he is greater in power than the one in the world, than Satan. And we need to be reassured again and again, Satan has not ultimate power. There is nothing too difficult for the Lord. Indeed, we go to the cross and what do we find? There Satan doing his utmost to destroy the Lord of glory. But he could not because Jesus Christ in that battle with the evil one won the victory. And he is the one who is in control. So Christ is the one who reigns in all power. Hebrews reminds us in 2.14, Christ himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. And Jesus has destroyed the evil one who had the power to take people uh, under God. Satan and his power is in fact a power that is limited by God. God has complete power over the devil. Fifthly, here's something to remember. God's complete power is an unending power. His omnipotence will never cease. He is God, eternal, unchangeable, as we thought about a few weeks ago. He is the God who will not change, and nothing is impossible with him. And that is going to be the case right into the very end of the times of the world and into all eternity. God's power in its fullness will never change or end. That is God's omnipotent power for us. And that reassures us nothing is impossible with the Lord our God. And yet, we do need to take thought of this. God's Power is only limited by his being God. And what I want you to understand is this, that God cannot lie as one example. In fact, anything that goes against 
what we already know about God and his attributes, he cannot do. It would make him not God. It would, it would be crazy. If we call God the God of truth, and that is what he is, a God who in every word we, put, we can put absolute 100% confidence, he is the God who cannot lie. That's the, uh, something that is impossible because it would go against his very nature. And we, we think of men and women. We can think of people that we know who we might describe. Here's someone who is truthful, for example. We would attribute that characteristic to them. They always tell the truth. But do they? There may be occasions, and we all, though we want to be truthful, will fail. We will fall because we're human, and the sinful nature is there. But God is the God of truth, and he cannot lie. And so the only uh, limitation on God's mighty power, and it's a very small limitation in one sense, is that he cannot do what would go against himself. That would be it wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be God. He cannot contradict his nature or his character. Sometimes we can. We might be given the characteristic of being truthful. We can contradict that by falling into sin. Uh, there are other things about human beings that we might be described in one way, but we're not perfect. But God is the perfect all-powerful God who cannot contradict his nature or his character. And so when we read Titus 1 verse 2, in hope of eternal life which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. That's great confidence to us. He doesn't lie. The hope of eternal life is truly for us. God then is a omnipotent, mighty God, able to do whatever He wills. Let's go and think about this from another angle and try some application. First of all, God is able to stop the purposes of Satan. We said that He is all-powerful over the evil one. What does that mean? It means that Satan cannot have the upper hand outside the purposes of God. Sometimes we look at the society in which we live and we see it going down and down into the pit and there's all kinds of wickedness and we might think, where is this going to end? Well, God has a purpose. Probably his purpose is in the present time to hand people over to their sin because of their rejection of him. And what we need, what people need to do is return to God. But God is able to stop Satan's devices at any point. And we can see what we might say are his devices to lead people into greater sin. But at some point, in God's own purpose and will, he is powerful over Satan and is able to stop the wicked and his purposes. What a comfort that is for you and me. 
that we know that while we may be tempted and fall into sin, all we need to do is cry out to the Lord and he can stop the evil one and lead us in the way that we should go. God is able to do this. It's not impossible for him. In fact, as we have seen, he is power over the evil one. Secondly, God is able to save the worst of men. We need to take that on board. Sometimes we are guilty. Maybe I have been guilty too. You see someone, you just think they're past it. Their life is so corrupt. They're into all the sin of the day. They're beyond the pale. And humanly speaking, we think it is utterly impossible. And humanly speaking, it is. But God is all-powerful. And he can save the biggest vagabond. He can save the most wicked person that you know in the world. And there are many examples of God's saving power of sinful, corrupt people. We go back to Scripture. Who was Paul? Well, he was Saul. He was the one who was persecuting the church. And I'm sure the church at that point might have said, that man is beyond hope. He is actively going out and destroying the name of Jesus and any who call upon the Lord. And what did God do? In his power he saved him and he brought him and made him a preacher of the gospel. A a man mightily used of God. That's the power of God. We see people today and their lifestyle is anything but uh, centered on Christ or the gospel. And we might think they're beyond it. No, they're not. God is able to save the worst. Azariah Butterfield had a very, very interesting past history in the LGBT community. We might have said of such a person, beyond hope. Now she proclaims the name of Jesus as a pastor's wife and works extremely hard to make the case for the things of God. He is able. And so we need to be praying for everyone who hears the word, no matter how black they may seem, and have this hope in our hearts that God is able to save the very worst of men. Thirdly, God in his power is able to keep those who are his. There's a wonderful text in John 10 where he's speaking, the Father has given them into your hand and no one can snatch them out of your hand, out of the Father's hand. God has the power to keep those who are his. Sometimes we're led astray and we fall, but he is able to keep us, even in the midst of our sin. And we see people and they're being bombarded and threatened by all kinds of things. God is able to keep those who are his. And that should give you and me confidence to stand up in a world of sin and say, I know my God is powerful 
And although I'm going through trouble because I love him and want to serve him, he is able to keep and he's able to help me be his child. Whatever I do, he will be there to help me, to guide me, to lead me. And so we should be encouraged to keep the faith. He is able to keep you to the glory of his name. We sometimes think that, think that the burdens that come, that the, the problems that are there we're going to have to go through are too big and we cannot cope. God is able to keep you right through the middle of it. Even death itself comes as an enemy. But the Lord keeps his people in the midst of it and brings them to glory. And that leads me to the fourth application God is able to raise his people to glory. It seems for some that that would be beyond hope, that that this would be impossible, that we'd be raised body and soul into the very presence of God. But look, God is the God of all strength, and he is able to raise his people. He can take the sinner and bring him to Christ and he can take the soul and in Christ raise it to glory and the body though rotting in the ground can be raised a new body as Christ's body a spiritual body to be reunited with the soul in heaven forever he is able to do that it's a fantastic and amazing thing but he has the power and is able and will do so for those who believe Are you confident in the power of God to do these things for the glory of his name? And uh, that is what we need. And then the fifth thing I want to mention is that in God's power, uh, uh, in Christ rather, God's power is ours to call upon for the glory of his name. What an amazing thing that is. That that power is at your disposal and at mine. The God who is all powerful. All you have to do is cry out to him. And that power of God is at your disposal. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength well I can do absolutely nothing myself pretty weak and hopeless at any task but here's the truth by the power of God that mighty power that is his we can do all things that he asks us to do Or Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. According to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout the generations forever and ever. Amen. His power at work. We have God omnipotent as our God. When we take Jesus Christ as Lord, that power is there for us 
And in that power, through him, we are able. And so this world, with all its corruption, should hold no fear for us. We should be able to say, blessed be God who has done such mighty deeds. And is all-powerful. Powerful over the, the spirits of the world. Powerful over Satan. Powerful over man and all his deeds. And so we can take encouragement and comfort from him. A.W. Pink had this to say, Well may the saint trust such a God. He is worthy of implicit confidence. Nothing is too hard for him. If God were stinted in might and had a limit to his strength, we might well despair. But seeing that he is clothed with omnipotence, no prayer is too hard for him to answer, no need too great for him to supply, no passion too strong for him to subdue, no temptation too powerful for him to deliver from, no misery too deep for him to relieve. What a God. And Pink has got it right. Nothing is too hard for him. Whatever your need, cry out to the Lord. And so First Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. And that's what we need. There's no point coming in your arrogance and in your own strength. It is worthless. Your strength is uh, whatever good qualities and strengths you have, and they are important, but before the world and before God, they're worthless. Humble yourself before God and his mighty hand, the all-powerful God, and he will lift you up in due time. God omnipotent. God is the all-powerful and able to do whatever he wills. Since his will is limited by his nature, God can do everything that is in harmony with his perfections. Let's believe it and live as though we do believe this great God. Amen.